Welcome everyone to our alumni podcast. Today we have Ms. Jessie Lim, the Director of Conference and Event Services at Fairmont Singapore and Swiss Hotel The Stanford. So Jessie has over 15 years of experience in the tourism industry locally and overseas. She started her career with Suntech in events management and moved to France in 2005, where she worked for Liberty Incentives, a destination management company headquartered in Czech Republic. Upon her return to Singapore, she pursued her career with the Singapore Tourism Board, business travel and meetings, incentives, conventions and exhibitions, MICE division, to develop support for foreign MICE companies at setting up offices in Singapore, and led the launch for the inaugural Singapore Business Event Awards to promote the MICE industry. So welcome, Jessie, as one of our first speakers in our Isaac and Singapore Leadership Podcast. We're very happy Thanks. to connect with you again and to have you speak with us today. <laughs> Thank you, Levon. Yeah, very pleasure to be on uh, this as well. <laughs> so, Jessie, uh, you've had a very illustrious career in the tourism industry. Could you tell us what led you to this career? Um, I've always loved to do events planning, to be honest, is that um, actually when I was in Isaac, um, that was mm -hmm. the first time when I had the opportunity to organize such a big event. Um, like I mentioned before, it was um, I was the program director for Asia Pacific Exchange Leaders Development Seminar in 2004. So that was the time when I was given the opportunity to take care of a gala dinner and the global village for the seven-day seminar for over 200 delegates. Um, that time, it was uh, very challenging for me because um, I was still studying. So there was a lot of time that I have to juggle between work, part-time work, because I was trying to save up for my uh, travel plans after graduation. And then uh, that also gave me the opportunity to expose myself in terms of uh, project management, negotiation, etc. And that was when I realized that after that whole experience of events planning, um, I decided that I actually enjoy you know meeting people and also in terms of uh, something that I want to do in terms of events planning and that gives me a heads up of uh, finding my passion I guess and that slowly led me to go into hospitality and that's where I am now um, in the events uh, convention center actually uh, organizing events with uh, different international organizers uh, from all around the world yeah that's very interesting so would you also mind telling us, like, you know, mm. before you went to the program director in, in the APX LDS in 2004, like, what what was your Isaac journey like? Like, how do you join Isaac? <laughs> Which community? <laughs> Actually, to be honest, is um, I was uh, introduced to Isaac from um, by my friend. Um, she was from she was the president at the time in the organizing committee. So we were college uh, meets. So that was the time when she told me that hey, um, I thought that you know you have always been in, in very outgoing, and then you have always loved to do events. Um, so there's this opportunity, and then something that you know, uh, would you be interested in? Um, my motivation of joining was. I've always wanted to make sure that I'm very well prepared and then to, to give myself the opportunities to learn different things. And um, um, I, that's the reason why I took up a lot of part-time jobs so that, you know, while I was studying, I had the opportunities to work with different people, different explore different opportunities at, at you know, organizing. So the time when she asked me, um, it took me a while to decide because uh, this, this role will require me a lot of my personal time. On top of that would be also time management to make sure that you know I commit it from the very beginning to all the way to the end. Um, so it gave me. I mean, I took it took a while for me to really consider. 
the my key motivation was for myself in terms of personal development because I feel that you know it, it gives me the platform to step out from my comfort zone. Um, I want to do something that could contribute to the society. Um, that is something meaningful as well. And this would be a right uh, time, you know, and an experience that I would probably wouldn't be able to take away. So that was it. And I said that, okay, uh, it would be a good time for me to try it out. Um, in any case, is that it's a good opportunity to get to know more people, to learn more things. And I think it helps to brushing up my I mean to brush up my skills to negotiate and you know you know to manage my own time uh, juggling studies and also at the same time there is a good um, you know for me to put on my resume I think that would be one key uh, reason why and yeah for me to take up that role as well I see um, mm. so you mentioned like you know you took up yep. the role for personal development um, yes. now looking at it in retrospect like what was the one experience, like that one moment that you have gained during the entire time and like, oh, it stuck with me and today I can see myself putting in the skills that I have from them. I mean, to be honest, is that when you, you start planning for 200 delegates over seven days, it's not an easy uh, feat <laughs> to do. And to conceptualize uh, and then to get a committee to work together, you know, you have to get different team members and then you have to know them well to tap on their strength. Uh, it's not easy to get everybody on board and then to be, do the team building. And then at the same time, it's also about um, how do you get sponsorships? How do you actually, you have to be very meticulous in terms of all the little details because you're handling in terms of logistics from the very day one all the way to the day seven. So yeah, that is, of course, we learn the hard way sometimes. Um, I have to be honest that there were days where I was so stressed that I really wanted to give it up because um, I just thought that, okay, this is not going to work. I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah, but then came my teammates, my committee members and everybody who was there. And so that's where, you know, looking back, even then, I think that was the one opportunity that, yeah, I couldn't have gotten um, during my studies. And yeah, that was really a learning point. And then from now on is that I have done that. So what's so difficult? And I, there's always to think out of the box to challenge myself because if I could do that back then, um, that means there's always chance for me to be able to come up with new ideas. And even if I hit a dead end, um, how do I convince myself to try out and then to perceive to, uh, you know, persevere to the end, just to make sure that, yeah, that's the final goal that I want to achieve. So I guess with that, um, the key experience plus also that the achievement in a way, you see the satisfaction of everybody that every delegates they come to you at the end of the program and thank you for all the hard work that you have done. I think that is something that nothing could have, um, yeah, is, is beyond words <laughs> that you could actually feel. Yeah. That's very good. Um, so maybe to give some context to the people that are listening, because most mm. of them will be our members. So is there like, what is your daily work today like and how is that like similar? Are there oh. similarities or differences? from when you were in 2004 okay. and then like to do. Okay, so because I'm the, I mean, I, I work in a convention center and uh, as a director, I manage a team of 15 people. Um, so, I, you know, there's a lot of interpersonal skills that actually uh, help me from the past experiences. In 2004, I guess it's also about, you know, you have to manage different people and then how do you make sure that um, you convince them to work towards the same goal yeah and then so that is a lot about interpersonal skills that I have to do, deal with my day-to-day -day is really from the 
uh, in the morning, you know, you have to do a briefing with the team um, to share with them uh, what is the key events that is happening in the convention center. And of course, there's always a lot of things that happen during the day because there will be some happy clients plus unhappy clients. And that's where you, as for me, is I have to manage the client part as well. Uh, that is also something that, you know, from the very beginning when during the events planning, um, I have also had the experience. And um, like the Murphy's Law, that, uh, you know, whatever goes, uh, you know, things will happen. So then how do you manage that uh, attitude in terms of okay be calm how do you then actually also make sure that whatever that doesn't go right turn to become positive in the end so like I say man the job role um, I have to meet a lot of clients um, you know in terms of hiccups in the event um, I have to think very fast and adapt to make sure that there is always solutions for the clients and then in the end it's also about managing both internal and external um, client because my internal clients will be my banquet team my banquet operations my chef because my chefs and uh, banquet will be pulling my hair because like, why do you have this last minute events you know things that's happening so then when during when i was in the asian pacific exchange leadership uh you know seminar um i have also encountered all these kind of things that yep uh how do i actually after experiencing all this you sort of know that okay that's not the end of the tunnel okay just cool down and then think of other solutions maybe make it positive, uh, make it in the, how do you communicate positively so that before people become um, angry with you, you will manage their emotions first. Yeah, so uh, my role in uh, Fairmont Singapore and uh, Swiss Hotel, the Raffles Co Convention Center is a lot about managing the team. And um, of course, there's a lot of part whereby you have to do about events planning. Um, there is a lot about how do you ensure that also revenue management because uh, in order to get the most revenue, how do you actually revenue maximization to upsell to the client when they are having the events in your property? So all these things actually um, had a takeaway during my Isaac days because that's where you have to be very savvy in terms of how do you do sponsorships, you know, how do you negotiate and how do you put things out there to promote and then you know, people will be able to convince to contribute to the whole seminar. Yeah, so these are all little things that help me and build up my, um, I guess, the experience, plus also in terms of the the attitudes towards taking all these little, um, little hiccups or challenges that comes along your way in a career. Yeah, so I guess with that, it helps me a lot in the sense that every time when you look back, it's like, hey, um, you know, all those little hurdles that I passed through, um, you know, you, you get to, it's, it's a journey, it's not a destination. And that's where you become who you are now. Yep. That's very nice. Um, I think it's very true, like what you've mentioned, it's definitely a journey, not the destination. Mm. And I think that's applicable even towards like myself when I'm doing Isaac even now as well. Um, yeah. So as part of your job uh, and yes. also like your experience, you've been across the world and you've interacted and worked with people from various backgrounds mm. uh, and various cultures. Were there like a key memorable experience for you where you actually learned a different perspective from, from them and how did that leave an impression on you? Um, I guess probably in when I was living in France because I, um, I mean, when I was in Isaac, 
a lot of times uh, I work very closely with the locals. But then, of course, during uh, programs, you know, you interact with a lot of overseas um, students and then your peers. And that's how you really like open up in terms of the perspectives of um, different cultures. And uh, when I was living in France, um, you know, working in a for I mean in not say yeah in a foreign country and also at the same time my French wasn't that fluent then it was very challenging. Um, however, you know it's the friendships that I have built on previously in Isaac that shows me that you know uh, regardless of uh, the differences there's always one thing that you know there's always the connection and the um, the humble humbleness of one and how to connect with one another. Um, I guess during when I was working then, it was tough because I don't have many friends in Liberty Incentives. And of course, there were a lot of them, majority of them were, I mean, usually they, are, they speak French. And I do have a friend, uh, she's English. And then how do we connect was also in the sense that I brought my um, learnings from Isaac that, you know, uh, be humble to understand people from their culture and really helps to open up the mind, the world. And that's where you, you you are and you're interested to find out more from hearing from them and that builds up also in terms of uh, shapes the aptitude for myself to really explore the new ways uh, how do we connect with different people and I guess with that also is that uh, through these interactions it helps to broaden my perspectives you know in Singapore I think we are very fortunate and we are very in a protected in a very protected society I guess you know we have um, we have very little opportunity to be exposed to problems or you know the reality of the world that is out uh, in in other countries so yeah but then through all these interactions and also you know when i was working there um yeah baby steps but it helps to you know bring bring across a lot of uh, interesting perspectives of everyone i see that that's actually very interesting i think yeah, right. When it when it comes to like, you know keeping an open mind, and that's yep. also the core of what we've been doing at, at Isaac so far. So for the past decade, like we've really tried to mm. drive cross cultural understanding by having like exchange programs. So we have been like sending students from the universities yeah. overseas for volunteering and internships. But with COVID nineteen, <laughs> all of that has to stop. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can, yeah, yeah. We, we we can't send anyone, and also for safety reasons, we would yes. choose not to as well. Yep. So how do you think we can like you know still be open minded and still connect with other people and not like you know become so vacuumed in, in Singapore? Yeah, I think time? right. I think right now is 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 going to be a bit. I mean, uh, a challenging time. And then the other thing is that uh, there's always a another world that we can actually tap on, is which is the in the virtual world. Um, there's always no boundaries in in whatever we want to do. I think you know connecting with different people from all around the world is very important because it helps to open up your mind, and that makes you much easier when you work with uh, when it comes to the when you start your new career. Um, it helps you to open up, and then through different interactions, you then be able to build up your emo emotional um, uh, in a way that you can you're able to interact better with many different uh, people from different cultures. Um, you are much more sensitive towards them in the sense that, yeah, you understand better. So right now, I guess it's probably also to have more um, virtual uh, conference in a way 
perhaps to discuss, uh, coming together to discuss issues that would connect to everyone around the world. Like I think the key, the one good example would be environment. Uh, what are we all doing together to put, you know, to make sure that to keep this, make this world a sustainable one. And I think this will be a good opportunity in line with COVID as well. Uh, having seen that, you know, after with COVID now, there are many places that has become less polluted as well. Yeah. So I... Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think you're yeah, right. Mm. Um, virtual environment. <laughs> like we're doing this virtually as well. So that's mm. one example. Um, and also for Isaac, right? Like we are young people and we, we call yes. ourselves a youth leadership organization at our very core. So yep. could, if I could bring you back to your mm -hmm. younger, younger days, yes. like yes. was there a memorable experience from a leader from back when you were uh, in uni or like even before that? Um, could you share an experience from, from that leader? And who was he or she and how did he or she like leave an impact on you today? Um, I think I would have to say is um my my good friend in uh, Isaac who 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 was then the president and then brought me into Isaac for this seminar, uh Carol. Um she has been uh, someone who has always been able to, you know, like being a be able to juggle everything. And I, I know that being a president and then at the time when you are in we were the pioneers of SMU, so pioneer batch. So that's the there's a lot of uh, pressure and st stress on you as well to you know make sure that you graduate and then also what you can do bring to the next batch of uh, the reputation of uh, you know being a uh, the first pioneer batch of SMU to graduates. So um, having said that, is that she has shown uh, in terms of managing projects. Uh, doing this uh, seminar uh, demonstrated a lot of uh, positivity. I think, you know, regardless of how life brings you down, um, there's something that will make you different is the way that you deal with things, the attitude that you need to have. Yeah, I mean, no matter how tough life is going to be, it's about being positive and how do you actually have that influence towards others. Yeah, so, you know, whenever there is a problem, she's always... The first one to be able to offer solutions, um, you know that she's never the one that will oh uh, flare up and then finger pointing and that's the kind of leader that everybody wants to approach and then um, to be a humane leader but someone who is able to give the direction. I think that is one key uh, characteristics of being a leader. Yeah, nowadays is is gonna it's very tough. Um, I think when you know this is something the change of COVID is something that is unexpected and it has changed uh, the way of life, the change of way of whole traveling, uh, which everybody cherish a lot. And then also the basic things that we have, you know, take it for granted, like freedom, going out, etc. But I guess, yeah, back to the question is also in terms of uh, like what I mentioned about her, uh, now we are still in touch. She's actually based in Germany, but she has shown that um, being a mom, she's able also to uh, do do something that she enjoys and then very connected to the HR world in terms of offering new solutions um, virtually. Um, so that's why I think it's important uh, for, for being a leader. And with Isaac, I guess it helps to develop a lot of the skills and also prepare you with the mindset uh, for the changing world. Yeah. Like what everybody is saying is that change is a constant and it is true. Even uh, you have to be very prepared uh, to adapt. And that is one uh, 
characteristics that we people look out for. It's not about your grades. I mean, yes, grades plays a part. However, um, there is also a lot of things that we look out for. You know, when we look for new employees or new staff. Um, so just now you mentioned that you and Carol are both the pioneer batch of SMU. So yes. I wanted to maybe like take a trip back down memory lane and like just wanted to find out what yep. made you guys like set up Isaac and SMU. Were there like challenges when you were starting the LCR? Um, okay, I wasn't, I mean, I was not very involved in terms of the setting up Isaac, but then uh, I think in terms of the seminar part uh, where I was roped in for this, uh, the conference, and then when we started to understand um, the key challenges would be that because the Pioneer Bash in SMU is very small, uh, what would convince people to join Isaac was one key area. Even myself is when I first heard of it, um, I, I, I don't really know what is Isaac all about. After having read about it, and then I realized that, hey, this is something interesting, it's international. So then is that perhaps it's worth a, a thought to join. Yeah. So I think I guess it's about the awareness, um, and then also because being an organization, we need to also you know get sponsorships. That's also something one area that how do we convince um, companies to to contribute to our our objectives of achieving in terms of uh, you know this goal, and then yeah, that's one area that that was main challenge for I I think a main key challenge for us. Oh, cool. I think yep. you will be happy to find out that Isaac and SMU mm. is doing very well today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. They are like um, working really hard with the school office to make sure that everything is going well. And I think they've recently pulled off a few events. Um, mm. Like, for example, they've had a call with yep. uh, another LC in Taiwan just to remain connected. So that's how they've made use of like the virtual space yep. to really stay connected with other people. Um, so... Also, I would like to tap onto your industry knowledge, right? So for our members, some of mm. them may be looking to join the tourism industry or the events industry. Would mm -hmm. you have any advice for them on how to start out? I think, okay, um, depending on, the, for me, I actually started out also with an events company um, just to have a understanding in terms of how events work. So events company usually work pretty long hours. Um, it starts from, it's everything but the thing is that it was a very good training ground because that's where I really learned about conceptualization, budgeting, events planning, what are key things that you need to take note of and how do you adapt or how do you actually um, adapt to last minute changes. Um, that's where I had the opportunity to work in the events company when I first started out. And then after that, I joined the MICE venues. Um, MICE venues, gives you a different perspective. That's where you are the venue owner and you know you have to liaise a lot with the companies and to make sure that the logistics, everything, guidelines uh, is being taken care of. Planning and interpersonal skills are also very important. Um, if you are interested, I mean, hospitality is always, uh, it looks very glamorous, yes. <laughs> but then there's always also the, the time where you have to do in long hours. Um, the key important point about wanting to be in the tourism industry is something that you really need to enjoy uh, interacting with people. Um, I came back to Singapore after when I was working in France for a couple, uh, for almost a year or so. I came back to Singapore and I told myself that, hey, I, I enjoyed France, but then the thing is, I felt so much that I want to do something for Singapore and that's where I think the best thing is to join Singapore Tourism Board. Um, Singapore Tourism Board gave me 
um, a good exposure in terms of because my role was more about business development because I bring in companies, overseas companies, organizers to actually set up offices here so that they will organize trade shows in Singapore that in turn bring in all the visitorship, um, the trade visitors, all the uh, companies, etc. So then that helps to uh, bring in a lot more business uh, travel uh, tourists in, in that sense, uh, business receipts. Yeah, so I think the key thing about if you want to join the hospitality industry, um, you must be um, willing to go, you know, willing to try out new things and then don't be afraid. I think the fun part is really about uh, meeting new people and then, you know, the passion to, to, to serve, yeah, to make people um, happy and then to want to showcase Singapore and, and uh, you are just like a Singapore ambassador. And I think that is really um key to make sure that you know in a career you know you have to make sure you enjoy what you do and that is really something that uh then you never work a day <laughs> yeah that's true i think that's the the <laughs> ideal that even i myself is trying to strive towards when it comes to the career that comes after my current role yep. um so just yes. to end off like we're heading to the last yep. question so you gave advice to members that are seeking to go into the tourism industry. What about some advice to the young people of Isaac in Singapore? Do you have any tips? I think it's go all the way out to make full use of your, I mean, make the fullest of your Isaac experience. I mean, ultimately, you are the change that you want to be. You know, I always think that um, everything is part of a journey. So whatever you do, just put your heart and soul into it. And then definitely you will reap the success and the fruits of what you have contributed. Um, it's just a matter of time and then have faith in what you do. Because of course, life is never uh, smooth, uh, smooth sailing because that is makes you a stronger you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse, for joining us today. And thank you for all of your insights. Um, so this will end our alumni podcast and we'll look forward to the next one which will come soon afterwards as well. Thank you.